When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. It's Tuesday night. It's just after 9 p.m. Eastern. I am behind the Steel Curtain editor, Dave Schofield. And with me, as always, it's why it's called the Scobro Show, is my big brother, Rich. How's it going, big bro? Welcome to the bro show. There you go. Yeah, you can, unfortunately, you can't breathe in. The sweet I did smell not get to breathe in the sweet smell of you know what? Drink, but that's okay. Because of today, because of everything that has gone on, because the Steelers have trimmed their roster down to the 53 players, which is the main focus of our show tonight. We get to be the first YouTube show to talk about it. I don't know if any of you out there have done this or not, but. I, we did have a breaking news podcast about it that I did. I was so excited. I didn't even say who I was and just and did all that. So we're going to break that down. That's going to be the main focus of tonight's show. We get to be the guys that get to do that show. Yay. But we can't just forget everything because the Steelers did oh, play a game on Friday forget about it. <laughs> they did play a game on Friday night. So we'll take a few minutes just to talk about takeaways from that. And then we're going to move on because believe it or not, a lot of the players that were doing things in that game, they're not on the team anymore because of this. So we're going to do that. And also I have to say it now, you've got to wait. Rich can't let me forget this. In the second half of the show, we are announcing the survivor contest. 
For those of you that are listening and don't know what we're talking about, whether you're here on YouTube or Facebook, or if you're listening to this in audio, this will be our third year. It's our third annual BTSC Survivor Pool Contest that we set it up. It's through Yahoo Sports that we do it. We have to do multiple leagues because they they max us out at 100 people. And we'll explain the rules and we'll explain the prize. We will do all that in the second half of the show. So let's go ahead, Rich. Your non-knee-jerk reaction to Friday night's game. Now that you've had to had to sit on it, um, what do you have to say? When you trot out a that a solid half a team at least of backup guys against number ones, you tend to figure out why some guys are backup guys, mm-hmm. or you know, not on the fifty-three man roster guys. Um, yeah, because they're just not on that level. And that I, I became know exactly obvious. what you mean. Yeah, it, it, my biggest takeaway from this game was this was a team playing their fourth preseason game versus a team playing their third preseason game. They had different agendas. Mm-hmm. They were on different schedules, and although those backup players did very well against other backup players, it wasn't the same story when they were going against the non-backup players. Um, And honestly, the, you know, I was very frustrated with everything because you know what? We talked about it. We all gave scores. We said about most of us said the Steelers are going to win. Some people said they weren't. We did not know last Tuesday how the Steelers, how the Steelers were going to play it. We didn't know. Cause like I said, there's two ways to play this game. You play it like it's a fourth preseason game. Like the Steelers have had four in years past. Or you play it like a game that is two weeks removed from your first regular season. Regular season. Which normally would be where the third preseason game would be, which is what most of the NFL, a lot of a lot of teams played it that way. Some teams played it like it was a final preseason game. It's not how it worked out for the Steelers. I tell you, after the game, I was frustrated because it doesn't matter if our threes are going against their ones, you still want to see them giving a quality performance. And I don't feel like they really did. You know, now you saw, you saw some mistakes and they were, you know, it doesn't matter what guys are up against when you see guys on defense, taking bad angles at ball carriers and things like that. If you're playing against ones or other threes, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're taking bad angles, you're taking bad angles. Yeah. You know, and, and, thing, and, I mean, and things like that. If you're missing blocks, I mean, just straight up whiffing blocks like we, we see sometimes, you know, um, chances are, you know, it's because you're not, you know, you're not good enough. Yeah. You're, you know. I mean, yeah. we spent a lot. Of, we spent a lot of time evaluating, guy, evaluating guys in that game on the bottom half of our what were we at eighty five man roster. It was eighty. It was eighty. Eighty time. man roster. Yep. Okay. Really, we spent a, t- a lot of time looking at the bottom 40, 45 guys there. Yeah. Now there there were some top guys in there for a little bit. Yeah. But when you've got the majority there, you're just trying to see. Okay, their last chance. Show us who can play. I felt very few guys played their way onto the team, and a couple guys made it clear and played their way off the team. 
Yeah, and there was, I mean, there were still plenty of things to take away. Some starters played. I mean, I said this. I said that I felt the Chooks of Korofor had his best game of the preseason. I'm still not saying it was very good, but it was definitely his best game, and he was going up against the other teams once. Um, Dan Moore Jr. in at right tackle really struggled. That's yep. why I'd kind of talked about this before, and I was not shocked and practice on Monday to hear that they were trying Chooks a little bit at right tackle and letting Dan Moore Jr. play some at left. We'll talk about that because of Zach Banner didn't practice on Monday. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So that, because that's going to go into some of the stuff with the 53. But so there were some things you could take away and some things that weren't good that you could figure out. I mean, James Pierre was the one player that st- stood out head and shoulders yep. above everyone else. Um, and it, it was what it was. But you could get some individual things about what was going to happen, but in essence, I'm ready to move I, on. <laughs> I, I thought there were I thought there were other couple couple other guys that I think solidified their spot, and some of that played into what we saw today as well. Um, exactly. I thought Henry Mondo played very well. Jeffrey Benedict. Well, the thing is, sometimes I listen to Jeffrey too much. Like for example, I listen to Jeffrey too much, and he had me convinced that Trey Edmonds was the only guy that could play the H back, and he was going to get the last running back spot. I did that in my fifty-three man prediction. That one was wrong. I got fifty out of fifty-three right with the, with my good. prediction. So wasn't terrible, especially that I got all the specialists. And we'll get to that in very very shortly. So, but he was saying. For a long time, I was like, you know, you're right. Mondo was the next guy on the depth chart behind Wormley. It was like Mondo was never even in question based on their the way they were allotting playing time. It so and he he was out there against you know some ones and really I felt held his own. Yeah. Now what was he? Was he? Yeah. Kicking all those ones around like crazy? No, but he wasn't getting. Blown off the ball, he was you know holding his own, flowing to the ball, doing the things that you want, you know, the three in our three four defense to do. Yeah, well, and and here's like I did the articles on the PFF scores because I report them. Um, there was only two players on on either you know at all any aspect of the game that scored an overall grade of eighty or higher in this game for the Steelers. And those two players were James Pierre with a 90.0 and Henry Mondo with an 85.9. Marcus Allen was close with a 79.4. And he was actually doing well. We're going to talk about Marcus Allen because with some stuff, because once again, I sometimes I do listen to Jeffrey more than more than I don't, and some interesting stuff with him. So one last thing I want to say about this game, because I really, we really, we know you all want to talk about the roster. We want to talk about the roster. Sure. So do we is I actually appreciated this game more later in the weekend when you see one J.K. Dobbins go down for the season. Oh, yes. We are like, Mike Tomlin, you're a genius. Glad you changed your mind about Najee playing in all four games. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. You know, if you lose someone the first game of the regular season – that's different than losing someone your last preseason game. Yeah, because if when you, you lose, lose someone in your, your last preseason, preseason game, the so first worthless. thought, yeah, your your first yeah. thought through your mind was, I should have said him. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it been in there. Exactly, exactly. So, Rich, let's dive into this. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to do one side of the ball, 
to finish up the first half here. Then we'll go to the other side and the special teams in the second half and, and talk and make sure we give all the details of the, of the contest. I'm going to let you pick. Do you want to start on offense or defense? Oh, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, well, then we'll just go through in the order that we did that we did it there in the article at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and we'll go with the offense, okay? Okay. Sounds good. Quarterbacks. It was the three everyone expected, but there yep. was a little side note. Yes. Okay. It was Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins. We expected three. There was three. Some people said they'd get by with two. The, no. They've... They did that in 2000, and they did it a little bit in 2019 when the week Ben got hurt. They only had yeah. two because they had just traded Dobbs. They signed Duck back to the practice squad, hadn't been elevated. Then they did a whole two two players for a little bit, even with that thing, and then they eventually got back up to three. They're better off when they start with three. And if, if they don't, if they change it up during the season, I could see it, but not to start. The one difference was with the announcement of the cuts came Joshua Dobbs to injured reserve. Yep. Thoughts. Not surprised. Give that man a headset on the sidelines. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger had one when he was hurt. Yep. You know, it's almost seemed like now, I mean, turf toe can be bad. And if Joshua Dobbs feels like, I mean, they could technically do an injury settlement. They have a few days to do it because he's a vested veteran. He didn't have to, he doesn't have to go on waivers. He's, he wasn't waived injured. He could go straight to injured reserve, but because he did not spend one day on the 53 man roster, he is not eligible to return. If he gets healthy, the Steelers must release him. That's how it works. So for now, it's just where he is. And I still think that that guy's a future coach anyway. Um, that's the way did we kind of, I mean, I, I might've talked about that in the post game show. I was like, you know, Dobbs with this injury might not be the worst thing. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. so that's how, how they played that out. Anything else you want to say about quarterback? No, because it played out exactly. I mean, yeah. that, that was like the easiest thing to predict on the roster probably. Yeah. So. Oh, that and wide the, receiver. Well, the only thing is, is people thought they might carry, they would carry a fourth quarterback on the practice squad because of everything with the COVID protocols, and they have 16 spots. Joshua Dobbs can't go there now. Correct. Only other person I can think of. No, I know a lot of people were talking about Cam Newton stuff early on. We're not even going to go there. That's just no. It's not the right play. Okay. You think they, you think they signed Duck to the practice squad? <laughs> He was he was cut by the Rams. I know. Um, if you want a body and someone that knows knows the system, then you got it. You know, that's it. You know, for all you know, it's the guy from was it from Slippery Rock that was in rookie minicamp but didn't get a contract. I doubt that would be it either. I think they'd be better off signing someone like Duck, or they might just go with the three they have and say, "Hey, right. it, we'll be, it, we'll we'll pick up someone else later if it seems like we, we really need, need to. someone else." Yep. Yeah. So that's that's quarterbacks. Okay. Running backs. This was the one that was interesting. This is somewhere where they could have yeah, they, they, they could have saved the roster spot here. But the fact that they didn't, I didn't like the way that they went. I when I did my prediction, I went with what I wanted and not with what I thought they would have done. Because you know what they did? They did exactly what I thought they were going to do. 
Yeah, I know. Exactly they did exactly what we thought they were yeah. going to do, and, and then, I thought they were going to swap it up. You know, I mean, uh, I, start, for a while, I knew that, that Jalen Samuels wasn't going to be the guy. Um, because let's just say this. If you wanted to keep Jalen Samuels as an H-back, I said this before, Trey Edmonds was doing it better. Oh, yeah. If you want to keep anyone else, Trey Edmonds was the guy to keep. I I see Trey Edmonds going on the practice squad or possibly even signed soon. I'll talk about that. I got an article coming out about that um, tomorrow. That, that'll be interesting. He's a player that I could see back with the Steelers sooner than later. Um, just because. So the, the players are Najee Harris, Benny Snell Jr., Anthony McFarland, Kalen Balaj, and fullback Derek Watt. Thoughts? Okay, so thoughts. Uh, I'm going to put one out there. Wow, it's kind of funny that I was going to bring something up and then I see somebody in the live chat here. Brandon Chaney said, I haven't watched this show since Lance left. Well, I was going to give my shout out to Lance because mm-hmm. I was well, kind of Lance on board. Lance was this show, but still. Huh? Okay. I know, but still. <laughs> I, my shout yeah. out to Lance was, was I was on, on board with, with the time for Benny, no Jets. Mm-hmm. To go, and I was I, I I was drinking the Jeffrey Bennett Kool Aid that I agreed that in Matt Canada's system I would rather have Edmonds as an H back yeah. than Benny Snell as a backup running back. I it was I, the only thing that I surprised agree. me. Everything else played yeah. out there exactly as I thought. Really, the only other thing I thought could happen was Edmonds instead of Snell. You know, Snell had one good run the other night. Um, yeah, but he had a lot of those. Benny Snell slow to develop. Looks like he can cut inside and get three yards. Instead, he continues to stretch it outside and get zero. Yeah, see, and I was a guy that liked Benny Snell. I thought he finished the 2019 season against Baltimore very strong. Then he comes out in 2020 when James Conner was down and does a very nice job in Week One. And then there was basically nothing for the rest of the season. So I was ready to move on from the Snell train, but the Steelers aren't. There's something that they want there. I mean, the fact that it took them this long to now say that they're moving on from Jalen Samuels, you know, just doesn't surprise me that they kept Snell around for another year. I do like what Trey Edmonds brings to the, as an H back, I think that he was the best guy to do that job. And honestly, here's something that, that it's I'm going to have an article about this tomorrow. It's like, is there any other moves that the Steelers could be making dealing with the reserve slash injured list? Because remember, you can, you can, to put a player on IR to return, they have to be on the roster for a day. So right. they can't do anything until 4 p.m. tomorrow. So I'm looking at possible players that might not be ready to go. And you know, I say might not ready to go. We're only talking three weeks. You're talking three weeks, and you're really only talking two weeks if you think about it, because right. there's no game. Right. So, so if you have a player that you think's not going to be ready for the first couple games, that's what you want to slap him on the IR tomorrow. Um, Mike Tomlin said the Steelers left Anthony McFarland in Pittsburgh Friday, didn't even make the trip to Carolina so he could continue to get treatment. No idea what's going on with him, but. See, Benny Snell's still on his rookie deal. If if you right. Trey Edmonds, he it's can not. sign wherever right. or wherever he wants. It could be, hey, Trey, we you know, we 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 gotta put Ant Mac on the IR to start this season. Um, 
rather than cut one of these guys that we'd have to expose to waivers, we're going to let you go. We want to sign you again. Everything the same in 24 hours from now. Are you good with that? Say, just need you to do us this favor. Can you do it? It's not going to cost them a penny. Right. Okay. Boom. Do it. Done. You know, and, and, and there it is. So I, that's a, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's a possibility. So if you, my, th- my thing is none of those other guys, the only kind of player that you do that with is a guy that wouldn't have to go on waivers. So he's a vested veteran, but he's on a minimum salary. You right. know, you don't do that with Derek Walk because you got to redo a salary. You know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. You, and you know, so you can't. The only player that they could do that with that was a running back would be Trey Edmonds. I'm not saying it, it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Before we move on, I do yep, want to get this. Don't, don't, yep, because I don't. There. I don't want to miss Otherwise, it. Is that we I... got Alexander Pert or Piart? Part I'm. I'll Alexander. Okay. We got pounds. He's given us pounds, 1.79 pounds. And he wants to know, in in your opinion, is this a super, not wrong kind of pounds. Okay. In your opinion, it was funny. I know you got me distracted. Come on. He gave us a super chat. He deserves this. Thank you. Well then in your opinion, is this a super bowl caliber team? Okay. I will tell you this. Ask me after week six. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to say this. Any team that has this kind of defense could be a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. You know, if you have one side of the ball that's that dynamic, all then all you need to do is get enough stuff rolling on the other side of the ball. And this is a Super Bowl caliber defense. Okay. I'm not saying it's perfect. No. You know, they still have some questions to go at corner. But because of the strong defense – all you need is to get stuff going at the right time in the right way with offense. And yes, you know, because think about it early in the season, you, you could see this team be a 2005 Steeler team. Yeah. That you, you don't know, have to roll all season long. Got on a roll on the end, made it in yeah. the playoffs and rolled through. Because the last thing you want to do is get, is, is get on a roll early and then have it fall apart because we all know how that is. We're not going to talk about that. So, no, so yeah, so that's that that's the answer to the question. I think we both kind of agree with that one. So that's the running back situation. That's the five guys in the room right now. Like I said, that could change a little bit or it could stay the same. I, you know, I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen with the Edmonds thing, but if that was going to happen, that's where it would be. So let's move on. Tight ends. Any surprise? Um, no, not, not really. I guess you um, should say who they are first, right? Yeah. Uh, Eric Ebron, Pat Freyermuth, Zach Gentry. All right, go ahead. Not too surprised. There was some argument out there that you could maybe have kept Raider over Gentry. Yeah. Um, just if you wanted that real true blocking kind of tight end, um, I wouldn't be surprised we see Raider on the practice squad. I mean, I honestly think that's the difference between these two players is that Raider is much easier to get to the practice squad. Um, So some people said, oh, well, maybe they'll just keep two. No, not in Canada's offense and not when Eric Ebron is not your typical tight end. That He's more of a a wide receiver than a tight end. You need to have two, and they'll probably dress them all too. Um, There was even the question of whether or not they would have four, but instead they went with the extra running back rather than the extra – tight end and they didn't do an extra receiver any surprise with the receivers it's the five we all thought was going to be at the very beginning 
it was it's Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and Ray Ray McLeod. Did you think Ray Ray was in danger? Um, no, I really didn't. Yeah, I was with, kind of the in, same in, way. in danger with who? Yes, and that was the question. Who was, I was, in, like, who was in camp that was going to knock him out? You're exactly right, because I said this when I would do, as we were going along with my 53-man predictions, I'm like, I'd move Ray Ray out if somebody was really standing out to grab that job, but they weren't. Even everyone that talked about, oh, Matthew Sexton, well, even before the two muffed punts, he wasn't bringing much to the Steelers also as a receiver. So wasn't surprised about that at all. So so we'll say I just think that that between the tight ends – and wide receivers, not really surprised. I think Raiders are candidate for the practice squad. I think Anthony Johnson. I think Rico Bussey. Um, I even think, you know, they could bring back Sexton. I doubt it. Um, I doubt but it. But they could. There was another one that I had in there as a wide receiver that I thought could make the practice squad. I can't remember who it is. So, um, But if any of these guys get picked up, they get picked up. But remember, for someone to get picked up, off waivers, that means they have to go at another team's 53, which means they have to drop somebody else. Like yep. right now, to say, oh, the Steelers could look and you'd have to drop somebody. So, so yeah. So, I mean, Ray Ray was the fifth guy. If they would have had someone that could have come in and really blown the doors off, then it, it, it would have, it's not like he was, you know, set in stone. The other four were, but nobody did that. So that was his job. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I will okay. say Ray Ray did not help his cause as a receiver the other night. Yeah. Well, he did get the touchdown, but he also had some not so good ones. Like he he had he led the team in receptions, yards, and of course scores. But he was way up in targets. Yeah, he was targeted nine times. It's only four nine receptions. times caught four. Yep. Yeah. So so those are those are interesting. So, um, let's go to the big one because we're going to need a little bit of time here. Yeah. I was torn. I wasn't sure who to drop. And that, so much so I was I was kind of I, I admitted I was kind of lazy on one of my predictions. I kept all 10 linemen because I wasn't sure which one to drop. I finally settled on dropping BJ Finney. And people thought I was crazy. And BJ Finney got cut. I kept Rashad Coward instead. Rashad Coward got cut. Yeah. There's got to be more coming here. Let's let let's let's list this the the linemen that are there for the Steelers. Yep. So we can really get into it. Okay. You've got Chuksakora for Zach Banner as tackles. You've got Kevin Dotson, Trey Turner as guard. These are projected starters as of yep. last week. Okay. Kendrick Green at center. Then you've got two more tackles and Dan Moore Jr. and Joe Haig. And you have another center who could possibly play guard, but it, it wasn't pretty. Um, when he did it last year in JC Hassenauer. Okay. I don't mind Hassenauer being a backup, but you know, if Kendrick Green struggles, it's not like there's really going to be another answer, if you know what I mean. Yes. But the Steelers only have two guards. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, going with the two guards scares me a little right now. I think along with some other stuff going on, I think there's another move. You know, I think there's more coming. Mm -hmm. This is the 53 man roster today. This is well, I do yeah. not think is our 53 man oh. roster going into week one. I, I think they'll have nine line, nine linemen 
Yes. For, 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 for week one. I do. I do. But it's very interesting how things are right now. Okay. Those two, what do you think about cutting BJ Finney, Rashad Coward? Do you, I mean, is it, is that kind of just tipping you off that there's more coming? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think more coming could be that the Steelers signing someone outside the organization? Do you think Maybe. they could be looking? Okay. It could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wrote an article that ran today and, and, cho- and chose okay. to protect someone else versus exposing them to waivers. It, exactly. Exactly. I wrote an article. It published this morning. I actually had it. I was working on it beforehand because I was one of the people I said it on, on Jeff's let's ride um, podcast that if you don't listen to the audio s- side, you're really missing out. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday show in the mornings. Um, I was on there for Jeff and I doing our 53 man prediction. I actually said, I'm not convinced that Zach Banner's ready to go because he's only played 12 snaps in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And I had people saying, where did you hear that? He's not ready to go. What are you thinking? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this was, this was just a crazy guess, crazy idea. And then it got not so crazy on Monday. And I started, I actually started writing this article before the other stuff happened on Monday and I'm like, man, I wish I would have put this out there even sooner. But this was what I was saying. If Zach Banner's not ready for the first two, three games, maybe he's going to start the season on IR. Maybe he stayed in Carolina to get treatment because his knee did not respond well to the 12 snaps. You mean stayed home? You mean stayed home instead of going to I said to stayed Carolina? in, right? Stayed yeah. home from I Carolina. Stayed. Sorry. Yeah. Stayed home from Carolina because, you know, for treatment, maybe his knee didn't respond well. I even brought up the notion – and then other, I saw other people talking about this in other comments on BTSC before my article ran. I'm like, come back to this one because this is what I said in this article. He's a big dude. I should know. I'm a big dude. Okay. We're both big dudes. A lot of people want to say, compare Zach Banner and Devin Bush with their knee injuries because they had similar injuries and Banner's was five weeks sooner. But Banner's a big dude. And just being a big guy is completely different with your with the wear and tear on your knees. Oh, it two, is being two, places, dude. two places as a big guy you do not want to be hurt is your knees and your feet. And your feet. Uh, trust me, I know. Yep. <laughs> I know. I'm still dealing with stuff. So you are absolutely right. So maybe it's just not – maybe he's fine, and I hope he's fine. I really do. He played well in the 12 snaps he saw. And yeah, we know there's there's still a lot of question marks there. Thanks for bringing. I saw this. I was going to bring it up. I just want to make sure we got it. Yeah, didn't want to lose it. So I understand. Drew gives us nine ninety nine into the tip jar. Thank you so much, Daniel. And he just says, "Keep up the great work." Well, we're 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 happy to be here tonight. This is a great. This is great to talk about. We're trying to keep the great part going. I mean, we always work. The great part is, you know what we struggle with because you know so yeah so i I had some i just had someone i'm scrolling through really fast to catch back up that said that they even read that article today thank you for checking out the articles at behind the steel curtain.com you want to stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers so I actually had that this theory that the reason I had BJ Finney not make the 53 is because he's a guy that you could say all right Finney we need to get banner to the IR (laughs) you know basically the same story I was given with Trey Edmonds yeah, if there there are two guys on the Steelers that would not have to go through waivers and are on minimum contracts that are offensive linemen, and who are those two players? PJ Finney, Finney, 
and Rashad, Rashad Coward. Yes. And those are the two guys that were released. I would not be shocked if Zach Banner has to go on the IR if both of those guys are back, both of them to get him up to nine. That would give them one reserve tackle and two reserve guards. And you know what I'm saying? And you wouldn't even dress both of them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You would probably only dress one of them. So I'm not saying that these guys are done. They could be. They very well could be. I could, you, we could be way off. But there's you got to remember these possibilities because I don't want to give away too much. When's the last time the Steelers 53-man roster that they first had to do was the same 53 that they rolled into week one with? been a lot uh, i it, can't even tell you it doesn't happen it just doesn't there's yeah. going this is not going to be the roster in buffalo it's not it, there's going to be changes there's going to be something and if it is then it's the exception not the rule so you think that that some of that these guys might be back i think some might be back it could be a zach banner issue it might not be a zach banner issue and that's good news but that's kind of how it went down uh, that's uh, I, I, for both of them, and I, yeah, got to dress eight linemen. You've got to dress eight. So I, I think both of these guys, if they don't get signed elsewhere, are on the practice squad if they're not back with the Steelers, and they very well could be elevated because you can dress eight linemen. If one person can't go, you're going to need another one. So right. that's just that's just how it goes. Okay, so it is what it is, and. That's the offense. Anything you want to say about the offense as a whole before we head into our break? Um, um, offense as a whole, it was really the the biggest surprise was that only the eight offensive linemen. Yes. And then you could make the argument in, was it going to be Benny Snell or not? But exactly. That was more of a, the Benny Snell thing was more of a flip a coin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that was like, yeah, you know, um, the offensive line only having eight right now is what really surprised me. Yeah. Um, I saw someone in here earlier. I want to say it here um, that someone said about Dan Moore Jr. was the highest rated lineman behind Dotson for the preseason. That actually is not that is not true. Um, if you go by pro football focus, if you go by their ratings. Um Dan Moore Jr. was the eighth highest rated lineman because last week's game dropped him down big time. He was until this past week, but this last week when he struggled in right tackle, it dropped him to eighth. Believe it or not, the top-ranked lineman for the Steelers go Dotson, Haig, Finney, Banner, Chaz Green. Chaz Green's a guy that I see on the practice squad. I see him on the practice squad. I see pro- possibly John LeGlue on the practice squad. He played um, pretty well with both center and guard in the preseason. So um, that's just that's just what it is. But, Rich, it is, it is time to roll into our break. We're going a little bit long in this first section because we had to cover last week's game and do the offense. But in part two, we'll do defense, we'll do special teams, and we'll be announcing the survivor contest, how to get into it, and the prize. All right. So if you're here with us on YouTube or Facebook, stick around. We'll be back in a few seconds. If you're on the audio side, go on ahead and click over to part two.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.